Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 112. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How have you been? How's your past week been? And do you know what? I'm always interested, but I am really genuinely interested to see how you're getting on. 
because I'm actually recording this a week before it's coming out to you guys. So today is Monday the 30th of March and this is due out next Monday. And honestly, everybody I've spoken to today is really struggling and they're finding it really difficult to get the motivation to do the work, which is really, I guess really isn't unsurprising in one way. Obviously, if you're listening to this out of time, we are right in the midst of a lockdown. So we've been told we've got to stay in our houses because obviously the coronavirus is around and we are having to be in our houses all the time, which actually for me is not that different because I work from home. I spend a huge amount of my time here And I guess I thought it would feel no different at all. But I guess the problem is, one, my daughter's not with me currently. She's at her dad's. We're going to do every two weeks to make sure that if there are any symptoms that we can see them before we hand her back over. Two, I like to go out on a weekend. And in fact, on a weekend, we don't cook. We pretty much eat out most meals. Uh, We sometimes do a Sunday roast sort of dinner on the Sunday, but most often we are out. And we really enjoy going to restaurants and eating out and doing nice things. So I've definitely missed that this last weekend. And I do think that sometimes when you do nothing, you feel even worse for it. So if you're busy doing stuff and you're going in and out and you've got things to do, then it can make you feel better. But what's really odd is, like I said, everybody today is feeling like I am done in and I am seriously lacking motivation. So this obviously is the same for me. I feel the same as you guys. Like I said, I am really missing having that time out of the house, even though I don't have a lot of it out. So today I decided after kicking myself firmly up the backside to get my own work done and to get my own motivation back, I decided that I'm going to do an episode on exactly that, on how you can motivate yourself to make sure that during these times, we are still being as productive as we can. Now, I know I talked about things that you could do in a few episodes ago when uh, it was a bit of a special episode because it came out on a Thursday. But basically, I wanted to specifically talk about the motivation side of it rather than you can look at your website, you can create a lead magnet, that sort of thing. I definitely want to look at maybe more the personal development side that goes into it. Because do you know what? I read and consume books on Audible like you wouldn't believe. And I have read a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of books. I consume a lot of content about this stuff because I want to be as good as I can possibly be in terms of managing my own time and getting work done. And therefore, I thought I'm going to take some of those key learnings that I've learned and I'm literally going to throw them all together in a big jumbled up podcast episode. So I apologize if that's how it comes across, but I'm just going to go through all the things that have helped me and continue to help me to this day to stay motivated because right now I feel like we need it. So I really hope that that works for you guys today because that's what we're talking about. Okay. So the other reason it's really good to talk about this now is because we've just started the beginning of April and the beginning of April is the beginning of quarter two. Now, when we set our goals at the beginning of the year, I don't think anybody uh, could see this coming. And therefore, what's happened in the world may or may not have affected your goals and the ability to get them and to achieve them. So the one thing that I would urge you to do at the beginning of this quarter is write your goals for this quarter. Now, we might not be able to write them for the year. We might not be able to think, think far enough ahead. But if the government are correcting what they're saying, we could be indoors for 
quite some time. So bear that in mind when you're writing those goals, because there's no point sitting there writing some goals that are completely unrealistic given the situation we're in. Now, I'm always one for stretching. I'm always one for thinking, okay, let's sort of scare ourselves a bit with a big, hairy, scary goal. However, I'm also very realistic and understand that this world and what is happening currently is going to obviously have an impact on staff. So first task, first thing I want you to do is I want you to write three to five goals down for the next quarter. And I want you to be realistic. Like I said, realistic, but push yourself. Because bearing in mind, one thing I want you to think about is that this is completely unusual. This is different. You are doing things that you're not expecting to do. You're perhaps trying to homeschool the children. You've got your partners there. Seriously, I adore my husband more than anything in the world, but I'm not used to having him here all the time. And, you know, it's different. And my nighttime routine and my morning routine with him here gets a little bit mixed up. So, you know, it is, it's having an impact on everything. So I know that first off, this is not normal situation. Secondly, I want you to be gentle with yourself. Now, I'm going to give you some tough love here. That's not to say I want you to be lazy and use the situation as an excuse. And the reason I'm saying this, and I, I'm sending it with all the love in the world, is because I would do the same. Because I would sit there and think, well, the kind of world's imploding a little bit, and no one's going to miss if I don't do the podcast this week. There's just no way I can do that. There's no way I would allow myself to do that. Six months, 12 months ago, maybe I would have done. Maybe I would have used this as a perfect excuse to just shelve it all, think, well, you know, this is a terrible time. I'll just wait three months. But absolutely don't do this. So please don't use this as an excuse to go, well, I'm being so easy on myself. I'm just not going to do anything. Because it does mean we're going to have to work a bit smarter and in some cases, maybe a little bit harder to still keep going. But we really, really, really must. We mustn't just shelve everything. Okay. Well, you can, just whether you want a business at the end of it, isn't it? Because I know I couldn't shelve stuff and then think to come back to a business that was where it is today. So so set those three to five goals. And then once you've written them down and you must write them down, I'm honestly, I can't be more firm with you today because I know, like I said, we need a bit of tough love occasionally. And you know, my love is is very much, you know, I want to help you guys. But also sometimes I know for myself, I need a bit of a kick. So I'm gently giving you one of them as well today. So then once you've written down your three to five goals, I then want you to work out what you're going to do each month for the next three months to help achieve those goals. So let me give you an example. Let's say one of your goals, which would be a brilliant goal to do at this time, by the way, is to build your email list. I have just come off the back of a five week, uh, five week, what am I on about? <laughs> That'd be one hell of a challenge, but it's five weeks, five day challenge on list building and it was brilliant. So let's say you're thinking, I want to build my email list. So April, you might say, okay, April, I'm going to come up with the lead magnet idea and I'm going to, and obviously we had lead magnets last week or the week before. Yes, episode 110, talking about what a lead magnet is. So you can go back and listen to that if you don't know what I'm talking about. And then you might choose what platform you're going to do this on, i.e. are you going to use MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or Kajabi? And I'm going to link up to some in the um, show notes for you as well. And then in May, you might decide, okay, so I need to do that in April. Then in May, I'm going to create the landing page. I'm going to create the actual lead magnet and I'm going to write the onboarding emails. 
And then in June, you might launch it and market it. So that's how specific I want you to be because I want you to set yourself these goals because without goals, we'll do nothing. So trying to be motivated to get up to the desk every day and do stuff is going to be hard enough if we don't know where we're going. So that's first thing I want you to do. Three to five goals for the quarter and for each one, think, right, what have I got to do each month so that I'm doing something? So we're not getting to the end of quarter uh, two going, oh, I haven't done nothing, and you're trying to cram it in all to the last week. Okay, so I just wanted to cover that off. Like I said, it's a great time. We're going to do another challenge in the academy, and we're going to be looking at what we're going to be doing. And I'm going to be, in fact, I'm going to talk about the academy for a minute. I very rarely talk about it and sell it in a sense of buy my academy. But honestly, right now, I think the members couldn't be more grateful for the fact they're in it. We're upping the number of coaching calls we do. I'm upping the support I give them and I'm upping the accountability because right now what they need is me to say, come on, we can do this. Keep going, keep going. So do you know what? I am going to softly (laughs) sell the academy to you because it's brilliant. And I swear the members are really, really benefiting from the support we're all giving each other at this time. So I want you to go and check out TeresaHeathWaring.com forward slash academy. And it's $39. Seriously, I'll pay more than that on a bottle of gin. And I'm not going to throw away the money because I know money is, you know, it's a tricky thing. But all it means for me is I'm more careful where I'm giving it to. I'm not sort of just cancelling everything out of kind of fear. I'm thinking what is going to help me move my business forward or what is going to help me get through these few months. And that's what I'm considering. So I am actually really seriously urging you to go and have a look at it and come and join me and sign up because seriously, this is hard. It's hard enough running a business on your own anyway. This this is going to break some people. This is going to break their business because this is a huge test to us all in terms of staying motivated and with all the stuff that's going on at the moment and obviously the financial and physical impact it's having on our businesses. Anyway, selling over, like I said, I don't do it very often, but if I didn't think it was brilliant and I didn't think it could make a difference, I honestly wouldn't even try and promote it. So, okay, let me go back to, uh, now I've given you my little sales pitch. I'm going to go back to my motivation thing. So now I've got That was kind of an overview as in you need to set some goals. But now let's talk about real practical things that I do every day and remind myself every time I'm struggling. Okay, the first thing you need to do is you need to get up. (laughs) No way, Teresa, seriously, get out of bed. That's, That's your motivation. I'm serious. You need to get up at a set time. Now, bearing in mind, there's no school run. My daughter's not currently with me at the moment. There is nothing making me get up early apart from me. And I get up at 5am and I know you'll think I'm crazy and maybe I am a little bit, but I get up at 5am, I meditate for the first 30 minutes. I then spend, well, not always, but I do some Qigong occasionally for like 20 minutes. Then I will get ready and I get fully ready, hair, makeup, everything. Every day I'm fully dressed. Like at the weekend, that's when I have no makeup on and my hair just chucked up. But literally in the week, I treat it as if I'm going out to the office Then I journal, then I do my gratitude, and then I plan my day. So that's my morning routine every single morning. And I'm normally at my desk and ready to go by eight. So I spend a few hours doing all that stuff. And the other thing is, like, if you do have children, my children aren't getting up at 5 a.m. Depending on how old yours are, they might be getting up. But to get up and plan that day before they've even woke up, there's something so satisfying about that. 
It does mean you have to have a good bedtime routine and try and get to bed early. And I'm terrible at that. But I do want you to think about that morning routine. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the same as mine, but having that structure every day is going to really help motivate you. The days, and don't get me wrong, I do it. The days I get up late, like eight o'clock even or nine o'clock, I feel like I've wasted my entire day and I am so unproductive. So that's the first one. Then I want you to plan your day. Like I said, this is totally something I do. I want you to think about what are you going to do for that day? I want you to write down any calls you've got. I want you to write your lunch down. I want you to write down when you might have to do something with the children. I want you to write down when you're going to start prepping dinner. And I want you to literally look at when you've got gaps and time where you can work on your stuff. And then I want you to think about the three things that you are hoping to achieve that day. Now, I've totally stole this from Michael Hyatt's stuff. This is what he does. I have his full focus planner and that's what you have to do. You pick your daily big three. So all I ever really give myself are three main things that I've got to do every day. And as long as I do those three things, I can tick them off and I can feel satisfied. Now, the chances are I do more than that. But you if you give yourself just three things to do, then you're not going to look at a massive long list. You're going to pick the most important stuff first and you're going to make sure you get those things done. Because often as well, and I am absolute queen of this, you'll work all day and you'll think, yeah, I've worked so hard today. I've done loads of work today. And then you think, what have I done? And you actually have no idea. So you've been doing those bits and bits of nothing thing that actually does not move the needle with the business or does not go towards your goals. So that's the next thing I want you to do. Like I said, plan your day and pick three main things that you're going to get done each day and only three. Like I said, if you've got a list lower down, then absolutely fine, but make sure you've got those three. Okay. The other thing I want you to do is out of those three, I want you to do the hardest thing first. Like, is it called, there's a book called Eat That Frog, I think. Have I just made that up? I don't think I have. I'm sure it's called Eat That Frog. I've read it. And it's exactly about that. It basically is what is the worst thing you've got to do? Do it first. Because once you've done it, it's done. And you know, the other thing that's really interesting, and I don't know whether you agree, but often when I put something off, because for whatever reason in my head, I'm thinking, oh yeah, no, I'm not going to want to do this. But when I put something off and then I do it, I think that wasn't half as bad as I thought. And it didn't take half as long as I thought. So actually I, you know, by doing those things first, again, you achieve that big, horrible thing you don't want to do. And if nothing else gets done, then at least you can be proud of yourself and give yourself a massive pat on the back for that and that you've done that one thing. Okay, uh, what's next on my list? I told you I've got loads of notes and scribbles and things. Okay, next one, accountability. I've talked about this before. When I was employed, I was amazing. I was such a goody two-shoes. I loved being patted on the head. I loved being told, well done, you've done a good job. And therefore... That was my accountability. I was always on time. In fact, I used to say, you know, give you a deadline and then I'd make sure I came in before it. I was annoyingly and irritatingly efficient. And now, not so much because of that accountability. So I have my own accountability. I have people that I obviously hold myself accountable to. I have Mary, who's my coach, and obviously my husband and these sort of people. But who who's holding you accountable? Again, coming back to the academy, I swear this isn't just to sell the academy. That's one of the key things is that we're holding people accountable because if you're not accountable, it's so hard to motivate yourself. But if you know I'm going to go, where's that thing? Then the chances of you doing it are a little bit stronger. 
So I've got a 90 day program where people do calls every other week with me. And what's really funny is right before the call, there's always a flurry of work coming in. And they always apologize. Like, I'm so sorry, I've just done this. And, you know, like right before the call. And it's like, imagine what you wouldn't have done if we hadn't have got that call. So you only did it because we got the call. But the point is you did the work. Whereas if we hadn't have got that call in, if we hadn't have got that accountability, you wouldn't have done it. So make sure whether it's something like the Academy, whether it's a, another friend, colleague, whether it's, you know, someone else you know has got a business, Find someone to help you be accountable to each other too. Really, really helpful. Okay, next tip. Think who you are doing this for. This one gets me every time and literally feels like a punch in my stomach. I have told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's so powerful. I was at a conference. Brendan Bouchard was on stage. Very lucky to see him speak. And he was talking about when he was starting his business and how it was, well, say slow going. It wasn't slow going. It was a, um, they were getting in debt. It was a real problem. It wasn't making any money. And he was so adamant that it was going to work. And his girlfriend, or I think girlfriend at the time had such faith in him that she supported him in this a bit like me and my husband. And she supported him, even though he was losing money and was getting into debt and it was not a great situation. Anyway, he said this one night he was, they, I think they were living with her parents. He was in the bedroom working on his computer, writing a book, I think it was. And she creeped in to go to bed and she didn't want to disturb him. So she didn't speak to him. Uh, she just got into bed and there was all his work on the bed and all his bills and these demanding letters. And he, and she creeped under and she lifted the blanket and lifted these things not to disturb them, but just slipped underneath them. And he said, and I looked over and I literally realized my weight, the weight of my debt was on her. Like, you know, there was the bills lying on her as she slept. He said, and I started to realize who I had to do this for. So whenever he lost his motivation, he was like, who needs me to show up? Who needs me to show up for them today? And every time I think about that, like I said, it's like, a thump in my stomach. My children, my stepchildren, my daughter, they are so proud of me. My husband could not be a bigger cheerleader if he tried. And the thought that I would let them down because I couldn't be bothered or because I was feeling a bit or a bit lazy just breaks my heart, to be honest. They have given me their trust and their support and they know it's going to be brilliant and they know I'm going to be and do exactly everything I want to, but I've got to put the work in. And sometimes when you are feeling a bit rubbish and you think, oh, I can't be bothered today, that's when you need to think, who have you got to do this for? Who have you got to show up for today? So I really hope that hit home with you like it hit with me, because honestly, that's massive. Okay, next thing I want you to think about. So if you've not tried journaling, I want to just suggest this to you. Now, it took me ages to get into it. And now I love it. And it really, really helps. But for a long time, I used to just write and think, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. And then something just clicked. So if you don't journal, or if you've tried it and thought it doesn't work, just bear with me for two minutes while I talk about this. So sometimes when we don't want to do something, it's because there's lots going on or there's stuff going on in our head. And we don't necessarily know what that is. And that's where journaling can really, really help. It also helps when you're very angry at someone to get over it. But it can really help to journal 
things out and then imagine a different way, okay? So the first thing I would do is if I was struggling, I would, when I say journal, you're literally just writing on a piece of paper and you're not writing tidy. You're not writing for anybody to read. This is only for you. My spelling is horrendous. My handwriting is horrendous. And some of the things I've put in my journals, gosh, if people could read it, like when I've been angry at my husband or something, they'd be pretty cross with me. So what I want you to do is I want you to journal out, I want you to write down why don't I want to work today and be really honest about it. So no matter what comes out of your head, whether it's like, I can't be bothered, I hate this thing, it's ridiculous, this da, 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 whatever it is that comes out, just let it come out. And this is like, because I've talked about the chimp paradox so many times, this is like your chimp going rat and like just letting it all out. So write all that out. Once you've written it all out, have a bit of a breather and then think and then start to write. And what does this mean? Or what will this mean? So what you're trying to find then is what is the consequence of you not doing this work today? Well, it means I probably annoy that client or it means that I don't get that thing done or it means I'm a bit behind on this and it means, you know, and then think about, you know, who will you be letting down and whatever. Then what I tend to do is I tend to journal coming from the response I want or coming from the result I want. So then I would journal down and how would it look if I was really motivated? What would I be doing? Well, I'd get to my desk. I would fire things up. I'd get that first task done. I'd time myself. I'd do this. And I basically journal down, imagining what it'd be like. And then what would it mean? It would mean that I'd, you know, get that thing in a day early. I'd make them happy. It'd mean I'd clear my day for Friday. I can take the afternoon off, or da, 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 whatever it might be. But I do want to urge you to write these things down and just get those things out there and just ask yourselves, what, what is the problem? Why don't I want to do it? And it might be because actually this isn't what I love or actually this isn't the kind of direction I'm in or whatever, but it'll just help you get it more focused in your mind, hopefully. The other thing that kind of comes off of that, which I do every morning and I forgot to say is part of my meditation, is I meditate and imagine what my day is going to be like. Now, this can seem a little bit, like I said, some of this stuff is a bit woo-woo. And when I first started it, honestly, I used to think, what the hell? And now, I'm not even kidding you. Like, these are game changers in my world. They may or may not work for you, but I'm just trying to give you some advice, things that have helped me. So I sit down and I do my meditation. And part of my meditation is, what's, what's your day going to be like? How do you want to show up? And I literally imagine getting out of my room, being all dressed, having my makeup done. I imagine walking into the office. I've got my things out. I've been really efficient. I've done that thing. I've done that thing. I've planned my day. I've achieved everything. I finish at a reasonable hour. I make myself something nice to eat for dinner. I, I imagine taking a lunch break, maybe imagine going for a walk, whatever it might be. Obviously, you know, under the curfew, only one hour. Um, not that I'd do an hour anyway, let's be honest. I'd probably do like 10 minutes. But I imagine what my day is going to be like. And that really helps because there's some science fact, which I'm not going to try and explain because I obviously don't know it. But it's something to do with that your brain can't tell the difference between a made up memory and an actual memory. And therefore, if you're kind of telling your brain that this is how it's going to go, it kind of believes you and helps you achieve that. That's as far as I'm saying with that, because literally I've just made that up. No, I haven't made it up. It is real, but I don't know what the deal is with it. I'll have to find out, maybe get an expert on one day. Okay, so the other things, the other tips and advice I've got is time yourself. So if you're struggling to get work done and you think, right, I've only got 30 minutes, go, okay, for the next 30 minutes, I am just going to do this one thing. That's it. 
turn your phone over, turn your emails off and literally focus on that one thing for 30 minutes. And then you can stop. You can give yourself five minutes break. You can get a coffee. You can check your social media, but literally put a timer on it. And then after that five minutes, time yourself again for another 30 minutes. And again, these are so, you probably sat there going, yeah, Teresa, I know all this. And yeah, we do know it. So why aren't we doing it then? <laughs> because it works when we do it. So I dem really, really want you to do that if you're struggling, because the timing stuff really, really helps me. Okay. Next tip, watch, listen, or read something that motivates you. And there are a million things online. There are great stories of amazing people who have done amazing things and YouTube videos of motivation staff and Tony Robbins and all that sort of good stuff. So there is no end of it. There are quotes and there are everything. So go and read something. And if something resonates, great. Print it out, stick it on your wall or, you know, save it as a favorite in your videos or whatever it might be. And next time that you go there and you're feeling a bit like, then maybe just listen to that or read that or watch that thing. And if that motivates you, then brilliant. Let's use that. The other thing I do sometimes is I listen to music. I love music. And there are certain tracks. If you've seen The Greatest Showman, a lot of that music is very motivational. But, you know, get something like that that really pumps you up, really gets you going, really makes you feel better. Because if you're feeling like tired and fed up and low and you're, you know, you need something to try and kick you out of that. So music for me is a great one. Okay, what else have I got? Uh, talking about only giving yourself three things to do in one day. We talked about that. Focusing on one thing at a time. We kind of talked about that in terms of timing yourself. But again, try not to do three things at once. We are not very good multitaskers. We think we can. We can't. All we're doing is moving very fast from one thing to another, paying neither one of them great attention. So literally, like I said, use your time. Go 30 minutes on this one thing. And then the last one I've got for you is have a reward. Now, I am all about the rewards. I am all about giving yourself something nice. And we do need to do something nice. So one thing I've made, well, I don't think I've made a conscious effort of, I think has just happened since this lockdown's happened, is because we can't go out for dinner. And honestly, food is my world. I am making like the nicest, fanciest dinners every night. Like my family are just like, what the hell? This is not ration lockdown food. This is like because seriously, in the supermarkets, there's still everything. There isn't, like, unless you want tinned or dried stuff, which I don't, there is everything fresh there, which is really odd. Anyway, so I've been making, like, lovely risottos. I've been doing, like, homemade pesto. I made a beautiful pasta dish the other day with, like, roasted garlic. Uh, what else have I done? I've done loads of nice foods. Oh, I did this thing called Old Man's Chicken, which is basically chicken stuffed with mushrooms, garlic wrapped in pastry with a white wine and mustard sauce. I'm making you hungry, honestly. So I've been spending my time doing that when I'm not working. And I've been getting to the end of the day and thinking, right, we're going to have something really yummy this evening. And I've been buying the stuff in, obviously, when we go and do our emergency shop once a week. And I've been treating myself to that. And I've been having a wine and I've been having a gin, but there's no difference there. But just think to yourself, okay, tonight I'm going to have a bath or tonight I'm going to sit and play a game with the kids. In fact, we did play a board game the other day and that was brilliant. I loved it. We watched films with the kids and things. So like I said, after all this, when you've done something, reward yourself. And if it's not something you can reward yourself with right now, let's say it's like I love massages and the fact that I can't have a massage, I normally have one every three weeks. And the fact that I can't have one at the moment is not nice. 
but what if I put the money to one side and that goes towards the massage? Or what if I write myself a kind of IOU of dinner at a certain place? So give yourself some kind of reward. And remember, this is this is not going to go on forever. And, and we've got two choices here. So we either fall into it, sob and cry and go, this is awful. And it is awful. Do not get me wrong. But we can't change that. Or we go pull our big girl pants up or big boy pants up and try and make the best of a bad situation, motivate ourselves, come and join the academy, come and set yourself some goals, set yourself some targets, and let's use this time to the absolute fullest. Okay, that's your talking over with for this week. (laughs) I hope I haven't been too mean, uh, and I hope I've given you some good ideas. We are back next week with a interview to do with copywriting, so that'll be quite good. And then I will stop with the lectures and you can crack on with normal marketing content. But I hope it's helped. Let me know. I do want to know. And if there's something you do that really motivates you, please come and tell me because I need it as well. Like I said, this is stuff I have to do myself every day. So this is not, I am not immune to this at all. All right, guys, have an amazing week. Be very motivated and hopefully I'll see you in the academy. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 